I'm, I'm speaking with Mickey Weems, KTH's very own Mickey Weems. Hello. Aloha, everybody. <laughs> uh, and I didn't know this about Mickey, but uh, he's got a lot of uh, background. He's got a, you have a PhD from, from Ohio State? Yes. Uh, in, um, in somatic studies? Correct. Yeah, t- tell us about that. All right. I was um, actually what it has to do with is I used to when I was coming out mm-hmm. before I came out as gay, mm-hmm. I would go to these huge parties called circuit parties and uh, so circuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, thousands, thousands of gay men all dancing together. And most of them were muscular and, and all of them were high. Uh-huh. But I noticed that among these muscular and horny and high guys, there was very little violence, usually no violence at all. And I thought, how different is that from the club scene? Of like when you go out to like um, Waikiki or if you go out to Short North in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. where there's all this violence. So, um, so was this in Ohio? Yes, this was in Ohio. This, oh, is, this okay. is in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and I, I, I was uh, pondering what, like, why, why is there no violence? Because they're they're men, mm-hmm. they're muscular, they're wanting sex, and they're um, intoxicated. <clears throat> That's usually a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's pretty much mostly all guys, but there's none. And so um, I thought, okay, I, I looked at the dynamics. Why is it that uh, that we have this this lack of violence here? And I came up with some some conclusions. So yeah, that was my dissertation. Oh, okay. And so and so and right now you you teach. Uh, you're you're a professor, a lecturer at UH. Correct. What do you teach? English literature or more the writing. Uh, which part? Composition. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that about you. I, I know you DJ, and you, I know you love music, I know you're a big fan of house music, and and the dark side, of course. I know you like that, too. And disco. Right. And disco. You love disco as well. So you're multifaceted. Yeah, multifaceted kind of guy, you know? So, well, thank you. Well, my, my studies of the circuit actually led to more studies of house music because that's the music that's played. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that's how I met you, remember? I mean, you called into the station one, 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 one evening. Oh, that's right, because you all did a dance music set, and I said that you could, that, that set you were putting, putting on could have been played at a circuit party because it was so good. Mm, oh, thank you. Yeah, I remember that. That was a while ago. So now you, you, you're doing this uh, amazing um, production with, with, with the city of Jin, two guys from uh, Chicago. So, so, so tell us how that came about. I, um... After, after some things happened uh, in the U.S. that led to uh, people really putting Muslims down mm-hmm. and giving, uh, just, just, just giving our, our, our uh, Muslim sisters and brothers a lot of hell, um, I, I was standing up for them and I was looking more into the religion and I decided I liked it, so I became a Muslim myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I decided to do was I decided that, well, maybe we should have programs at, at UH because Hawaii is very tolerant, but it's not immune to that kind of bias, right? I thought, why don't we have programs that show that, you know, Islam is not what people think it is. So um, I think it was three years ago, I I put on two symposia Mm -hmm. on uh, inclusive Islam so that people could see the the, the better side, right? Right, right. Um, Then that was was pretty successful. I did it through a seed grant uh at UH with the the blessing of the English department. So So thank you to the English department and seed grant for uh, making that happen. And I decided to do it again. But this time I wanted to work with music. And- um, Great idea. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I contacted, I, I, I did some research, and I saw this group called City of Gin that takes traditional music uh, from, like, um, Syria mm-hmm. and Iraq, that area, and uh, Algeria, and they um, they put it to uh, um, kind of what, what they call drone rock, which, mm-hmm. I, which I think you played on your show or before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Which, I, which I thought was a really interesting fusion because they use uh, traditional instruments and stuff. Right, right, right. It's beautiful. So, yeah, yeah and it's, it's really nice, and it's, it's, it's very, very introspective. And I was, and so I thought, well, let me bring them here so people can hear it. And I talked with uh, Marwan, Marwan Kamel, mm-hmm. the one, one of the two, one of the duo for uh, City of Jinn. Mm-hmm. And we got a huge, yeah, we got into a huge discussion on Sufism. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, that'd be great because then they could talk about that. They could play their music. And I've wanted them as well to go to Asylum, the After Hours Club here in town, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, perform with uh, a house DJ, put their, put their music to beats. Uh-huh. And uh, even have a, a person, a spoken word person, come in, which was going to be um, any number of people who are really, really good at that here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, all of that fell through when COVID hit, because mm-hmm. they were supposed to get here in April, April thirteenth, and that of course felt just that went straight to blazes. Right, right. But the the, the money for the funding for that, the funding for that uh, particular uh, uh, seed grant. If I didn't use it by June, it would disappear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I'm sorry. Yeah. So so now so so we're doing it uh, digitally. I mean uh, remotely, but we're doing it's still happening. Right. So it's, but but what is it? What is it? it ended up reversing the process because instead of everybody meeting each other, getting to know each other, and then producing something, maybe having a recording, maybe not. Mm-hmm. We're starting out with recordings. Mm-hmm. And people uh, meeting each other um, by phone or online, which is um, kind of interesting because it's not the same, but in some ways it's better because we're going to start out with product and then go to hopefully having them here to come to Honolulu. Yeah. So um, do you anticipate uh, that happening next year or something like that? You know, that well, mm-hmm. a lot of that depends upon how people receive the project. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it ends up really getting, you know, getting legs... Mm-hmm. Then it won't be a problem to bring them here at all, mm-hmm. right? Um, and with what we're going to look at is we're looking at the production of a minimum seven songs mm-hmm. with uh, uh, DJ uh, Chris Chartier, known as uh, DJ uh, Higher Con- Higher uh, Concept. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with uh, Marwan and Micah mm-hmm. uh, of uh, City of Jin, and with Navid, uh, uh, um, yeah, Navid Najafi, who's going to do spoken word and rap. Yeah. So th- those tracks are all going to be available as part of a as part of a package, which is going to include uh, a booklet. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm going to give that to different departments at UH and to anybody who might be interested in that. It's going to include spirituality in it. It's going to include music. And it's also going to have um, uh, writing both in Arabic and in uh, Farsi. Yeah, and, and, and I was told that yeah, I was told that um, they're they're doing it now. It's it's on the work, so we're just waiting for the actual. Thing. I don't know if I'll be able to play it at the time of this interview, but uh, I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, um, and right now what 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 they're looking for because the the one problem is that uh, it's it's so it's so men centered, mm-hmm. with the exception of you in the project. And thank you for joining us. Everybody thank in is a guy. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, that's true, huh? Oh my God, I'm surrounded. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, no, I'm, so, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by great guys. 
I like everybody that I'm working with. So uh, just to let everybody know, they're all like um, um, uh, nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, non, non misogynistic. Um, yep, yep, that's that's true. And uh, uh, the um, so Marwan is looking into in clip finding out. These, I think he's going to get a friend of his. Uh, a woman who uh, sings to play on to sing on one of the, a couple of the tracks. Oh, good. So that good, way good. we have you know we have oh, a, no, feminine as well as masculine in, in, uh, input. That's that's a great idea, and you know I I, think I, it is I, too. I, I I've always been um, uh, I, I've always appreciated women's women's uh, ethereal voices in these in these uh, Middle Eastern tracks type of music, you know, and I I I, I think that's a great idea if they can incorporate that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's I think it's utterly fantastic. So I'm I'm really happy about that. Uh, Marlon just suggested that to me last night. Everything just started gelling mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. So I'm really really happy. That doesn't mean that nothing was happening before that. That's not true. But it was just percolating. Yeah. yeah now everything yeah. is starting to come together, which is just I'm 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 very very happy about that. So do do you know exactly when? Uh, how many? So you said there are going to be a, at least seven tracks. Yes. Seven tracks, okay. And then um, when do you think the music would be available? Uh, we're, we're looking at different, like, mini-releases mm-hmm. where when, when, when a portion is done, we release it to the public and make it available by the Internet. Mm-hmm. Another portion is done, we release it. I don't want to release the booklet and the USB for it until pretty much everything is done, until we can get, like, you know, all of, your, all of your interviews are going to be done after this, correct? Right, right. Sure. So other than that, yeah. Um, so that that's one portion, thanks to you, that we'll have out of the way. Yes, yes. I, I'm I'm looking yeah. I'm looking forward to the music, the, to the music that's that's being produced because of this project, right? So it's a Hawaii-based project, right? Oh, Hawaii, well, it's Hawaii, right. and Chicago, because they're 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 still in Chicago, but it's Hawaii, Chicago, which is good, and it's a project being being conducted, um, you know, remotely. They're not here, but they're all putting everything together. And they would be here if they could. Yeah. Well, hopefully they will. They, they, I, I know they, they have interest in coming here. I, I spoke to Marwan and Micah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they both said they do want to come here, and they're very grateful. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, you know, Mickey, that's, that's great. I mean, I'm really looking forward. You know, thank you for putting this together. You know, I think it's a, it's a great project. And um, um, I, I'm looking forward to the themes of the music. I, I don't know exactly what they're putting... Tell us about the instrument. Do you, do you know a little bit about their instruments that that that's in the that's Mar, Marwan and Micah? Um, I know that they're using uh, two different stringed instruments from uh, from the Middle East. Oh, okay. And uh, I think one of them is called a bazook, mm-hmm. and the other one is the urd, I think, um, and I might have that second name wrong. Um, they have a, a distinct sound to them. They're they're not unlike a guitar or a sitar, mm-hmm. but um, no, they're, they're they're still you, you can you can tell what they are when you hear them. Right. Uh, and they're and they're going to use like traditional um, patterns of music that that come from the region. As it's released, um, all I, I, everyone has given each other permission. Uh, Chris is going to release it under his thing as as uh, higher con- higher concept mm-hmm. or high C as he calls himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marwan and Micah are going to reduce it on uh, probably on their website, which is City of Jin. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that uh, uh, Navid is going to uh, do some releasing of his own because um, 
um, the, the the thing about this is each of them has the uh, the right to use what they what they what they make. Okay, okay. So it, so it's going to be available on different websites, different links. Right, right and it may take on different forms. What Chris does with it in house music is going to probably be different from what Marwan and Micah do, which uh, I, I know that Marwan talked about uh, putting together the whole thing in terms of a story arc, in terms mm-hmm. of a narrative arc, mm-hmm. which I think would be really, really interesting with Sufi overtones. Yeah. And he's been talking yeah. to Naveed about that, because here you've got two different traditions. You have the tradition of Sufism that uh, Marwan comes from, which, I, he, which he mentions uh, is very North African. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have the tradition of Sufism that Naveed, uh, his family coming from uh, Iran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that will be a fusion of sorts of, of those traditions, of those particular traditions, mm-hmm. as well as a fusion between like rock and house. Right, right. Wow. Uh, it, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the final the results, the, uh, the final work, the, the, you know, the outcome of this. And it's, it's a good thing. Uh, thank you for doing this. And putting this all together, and uh, including me in the interviews, and uh, I really appreciate that, Mickey. Well, you're you're pretty much tying us all together because um, by having your interviews, you kind of kind of give everybody a wake up call, like you know, get to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a process, right? I mean, it's a process. Yeah, I mean these things, you know, sometimes um, making a making music, you can't rush that. You really can't, because you know you got to let the the artists. Um, flow go with the flow you know but that's good i mean they're all they're all they're all eager they're all willing and they're all looking forward to to working together and that's what we're doing so uh thank you so much for putting that all together you know and, and I, thank and, you for and, joining and, the team and, and the thought and the idea you know which is great it's a mm-hmm. great idea yeah what, what i'm looking forward to is something new mm-hmm. and i think already in your interviews you have something new for your audience stuff that you probably could not get in terms of interview from from very many places if any, mm-hmm. if any other place at all, right? Right, right, yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I love doing interviews with different themes and just different ideas that come out of nowhere, you know, like, so, like where did this come from, you know? It's, it's unique on its own. And I, I do have an interview with Marwan coming up, Mar- Marwan and Micah, and then I also have one with Navid, yeah. right? And also with uh, DJ IC. So that's coming up. Do you know what the best thing of this, of this whole process has been? Yeah. That a couple of days ago, when I talked with Marwan, I realized that all I got to do now is sit back mm-hmm. and just watch the watch, watch this thing unfold and be astonished by what they come up with. Yeah, and I'm really, really happy about that. That the, and you know, and you know, the interesting thing about this is being produced during COVID nineteen, during this yeah. pandemic, which is interesting. That's always going to be a memory, a great memory to, to look back, you know, down down the road. So. Uh, Great job, Mickey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You. So that was Mickey Weems, who is the producer, organizer of this project called the City of Gin Project, D-J-I-N-N. City of Gin is a Chicago duo, Marwan Kamel and Michael Bizold. They, they make up the musical group City of Gin. And uh, we just heard um, Mickey Weems, who talked a little bit about what this project is about. And now I'm going to play a song by the city of Jin. This is called Hakawati. Hakawati, the name of the song. And then right after the song, I'll be interviewing the city of Jin. Thank you for listening. 
become militiamen, their stories flee. As refugees speaking in foreign tongues and inked in crushed pomegranate. Seeds scatter and leave bloody trails. The memory of its sweet taste lingers. But cracked famine lips are stung by its sour. That was the city of Jin. The song is called Hakawati. So now um, I will be talking with uh, the city of Jin, which is uh, Marwan Kamel and Micah Bizold. You're, you're listening to DJ Nocturna. And, um, I'm speaking with uh, two Chicago-based musicians, Marwan Kamel and Micah Bizold, who have a band called the city of Jin. And there's a project coming up that um, Mickey Weems has um, organized. And uh, he asked me to do an interview with you guys and talk a little bit about your music and your influences. Tell us about the city of Jin. It's a, it's a, it's a nice name. It's an interesting name. I had to look it up. And I, I found like a travelogue. Um, this guy who writes a book uh, on his tr- trips to India. Uh, what is the city of Jin? Like, what is the origin of that? To be honest, like, it really... Uh I think the name was kind of just, it was like a little bit of an impulse. Uh, That's a cool know, name. Of choosing, cho- mm-hmm. choosing a name, yeah, it sounded good. I, I realized later that it probably stuck in my mind because of some like documentary that I watched once yeah, about, yeah. Uh, about about like, a, you know, the kind of uh, ethereal world in, in uh, I think it was in Palestine in this documentary. But I, for me, like basically it kind of represents like the space like that we don't have for you know mythology and uh like the spiritual kind of in our daily modern life because everything is binary and logical and that world exists kind of like in the in the in between of the world so yeah this is like a way to like to give like space to be able to tell like stories of like mm-hmm. you know folk this is like our modern our modern way of retelling you know, like old tales or something, you know, somehow that's relevant to our like life, but yeah. like, in, in, a, in a new place, you know, that we imagine. So, I'd say it, it also uh, evokes, um, I mean, you think of a city of gin, you, you see yourself in a city, mm-hmm. immediately you start thinking about what is there that you can't see. And it, you know, in some ways gin is, you know, however you want to view it as like a superstition or is it real you know mm-hmm. um it's it's something that you know forces you to think beyond um you know the world that's around you um, yeah. so so immediately that's kind of like where our music you know that's the kind of the mindset that you should have when you listen to what mm-hmm. we do i guess um, the transformers say there's more than meets the eye <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real thing or I'm just making that up, but 
So are, are you guys, are you, so you guys were, were both born and raised in Chicago? Yeah, yeah essentially. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you guys meet up and, and, and form the band? Oh, um, let's, maybe that I have let's go back like 12, 13 years. What? Yeah. Oh, no, I have some conjecture before that, which is, uh-huh. uh, uh, basically we formed like, uh, yeah, like Micah said, like 12 or 13 years ago, um, with another band that we played in that was kind of like a hardcore, um, I was hardcore band. I was, I was actually, um, working at this, uh, Tunisian restaurant. Mm-hmm. That was here in Chicago, and it was also like a hookah bar. And uh, there used to be like late night jam sessions, where um, there was this one um, percussionist, like a Tunisian, I guess, master percussionist um, named Najib Al Bahri, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> he used to like bring people by, like uh, North African musicians, to, like come and jam at this cafe. And it was like after hours. And one night, um, I started playing a drum like with with this group and then micah and then i tapped you on the shoulder and i said that's my drum yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) because i had already been um kind of dabbling in different types of percussion indian percussion and middle eastern percussion and so i would uh kind of jam with those uh hookah bar owners at the after hours and everything and then uh everyone's like what you play these drums you want to be in my band (laughs) yeah basically i i had like just so basically like i had just uh come off a tour where i was uh i like formed a project essentially by myself in a bedroom (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and this guy named mario um who's from mexico city um, living in Chicago, we started doing this kind of like, this is like a hard, hardcore project. I wanted to like do a, um, like it was, it's kind of like, it was like doom cross type stuff. And it kind of evolved into being very, very heavy and distorted and loud. Um, I guess it was like my response to like the post nine 11 world essentially. Uh-huh. So who, who, who's was, like, talking about it? Just Michael or Marwan? Who was it's, it's Marwan. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I, basically what happened is, like, I, I made this project. I went on a tour, like, blindly. And then when I came back, I met Micah, and I was, like, I listened to some of the stuff he was doing, which was, like, all sample-based, like, really experimental. I saw that he was, like, really experimental in his mindset with the music that he made and open-minded to, like, trying new stuff. So we ended up, he actually ended up giving the band the sound that we were kind of looking for. He was, like, he helped to shape the idea more into like what it should have been and as we kept going like eventually we were like trying new stuff and city of gin was kind of like the iteration where it was like okay let's try all the stuff that we wanted to do but we couldn't do in that band because we yeah yeah punk can be punk can be very very conservative and limiting in some Mm -hmm, ways especially mm -hmm. in terms of sound you know yeah so sound in the audience yeah so what is drone rock? Because I know that your, your music is a psychedelic, dark, you know, dark, psychedelic drone rock. Well, I mean... <laughs> it's cool, though. No, I mean, I would, I would say that, I mean, what drone rock or stoner rock, um, you know, maybe it's not uh, always exactly... I mean, what we do is more drone rock than I would say most drone rock is because mm-hmm. we, we always kind of 
base everything on a, a tonic um, mm-hmm. or on, you know, like most stuff is in C or will emphasize a specific note. And so, oh, okay. I mean, oh, okay. at least that will be kind of like yeah. the, the, the baseline of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like we basically like we're using like technology essentially to like um, kind of reinforce the, the way that like Arab music works a lot is like it uses a tonic or it's it's modal. Mm-hmm. Um, so without getting too much into like music theory, like all it has a bunch of quarter tones also like microtones and like everything weaves around this <clears throat> like around this tonic that um, is kind of like the basis of that scale. It's like you have these pivot points that you move off of. There's kind of like, uh, you know, these small tetrachords. I think so that drone we were like instead of like using instruments to do it we kind of use technology to take like you know our pedals or whatever and mm-hmm. to split this sound separate so it gives it kind of like this you know like aura or halo of like this these notes that are really not being played but they're emphasized mm-hmm. by the music like mm. the melodies kind of bring out these weird the weird harmonics and the you cool. know like the, the equipment basically essentially does it for us it's like the stuff you can't hear. It's like subtle when you hear an acoustic oh, version of that's it. That's nice. Yeah. So it makes I, it sound like the gin is playing with us. You know? Oh. Yeah. It's it's like there's imaginary people playing like a mm. whole orchestra. So um, your your instruments too. You have interest. You have really interesting instruments. You have the electric uh, bazook. How do you pronounce that bazook? Yep. Yeah. So what is that? Um, what is bazook. that for people? Yeah. Um, okay. So it, essentially, it's, it's like a long. A long neck uh, lute type instrument. So, um, so it's like uh, it's like a mandolin almost, like a, no, not quite a mandolin. Or... Well, the, it has the courses of strings like a mandolin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's about that's about the only comparison. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so it's like a long neck, essentially like it's a bit longer than a guitar neck, um, um, and the the frets are like tied on. Uh huh. They're um, fishing wire. So like uh, because we have like quarter tones. Um, you know, which are like, essentially, if you have like a white key and a black key, mm-hmm. right, on a, key, a keyboard, it's like a note that's in between. Those. Wow, that's that's pretty. So, yeah, yeah. so it, so that it does like weird, um, weird harmonics and stuff also from it, and uh, it means that we can have more subtlety in like our, in our like mel- melodic movement and stuff. Um, so we use so we use that one. I have an electric one. Um, normally it's like three courses, but mine is four mm-hmm. on this one. Um, so, I have an acoustic one that's three. So 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 every time you guys play out, it's just you two, right? You you, you don't have anybody yeah. else playing drums. It's always just you guys to do the whole thing. And then um, yeah, who, who writes the lyrics uh, for the music? It's yeah. a bit of like a combined effort, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, what well, what are some of the what are some of the themes that you guys write about? Is, yeah, is it, is it poetry um, driven? Well, I think that sometimes like the process is the the words first and then the music later. But a lot oh. of times that ends up being like, oh, look at this like killer melody we have now. Like, what are we gonna do to it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because because uh, you know everybody has like their own way of thinking, and I think with us it's like very uh, we're very musical like tinkers mm-hmm. in some sort of way. So like so a lot of times it's driven by the music itself first. Um, but I think that, um, you know, 
uh, the, the poetry essentially, it depends. Like if somebody's feeling strongly about something, um, like our first demo, Micah had gone through like a breakup mm-hmm. and he kind of channeled all of like the angst and anxiety of it into a, mm-hmm. into writing about like, you know, process. It was, um, essentially like the, the, the albums we end up theming them. I know it's like a really old school way of thinking. We don't really think in terms of like, in terms of like singles or something, essentially what we do is we take the whole thing and use it as like a way to tell a full story. Mm-hmm. So he kind of used that to like channel it into this like story about like rebirth and um, oh, wow. you know, facing your own ego, your own ego, like in the mirror, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh, just like having to start over again. Um, and of course we abstracted it into like really weird poetic metaphors, but it, it's inspired a lot by like, by uh, a lot of like we use a lot of the language or imagery especially of like sufi poetry or yeah um, i was just i was just right gonna now. say um uh you know one of the best things that ever came out of sufi poetry was the you know the poet of, of joy and love you know the persian poet um um rumi you know yeah exactly and, um yeah so i was just gonna say that i mean that's beautiful if, if you um yeah we um we actually lived with like a <clears throat> there was a there's a Sufi, it's called the Bektashi, the Bektashi order. And um, one of their, like uh, the Babas, like one of their teachers, he like ended up living with us. Mm-hmm. So I think that like uh, one, at one point we had like this really crazy apartment that was like a former storefront church on the west side of Chicago. And um, we had like a stage in our living room. And the uh, this guy like ended up coming live, to live with us. and. I think through that, a lot of that thinking and imagery kind of entered our vocabulary and music, like our way of thinking about stuff of like thinking about ego and all that mm-hmm. stuff as well. Wow. Um, and so it ended up driving it by, by giving us all these like new ideas and philosophies. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so you guys have a, you guys have a debut full length album, right? Um, we do. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, so this uh, debut full length is called, um, it's just called City of Gin because oh, we okay, had one okay. before that was like, a, it was like a demo, uh-huh. but that one was called Ether, Ether and Red Sulfur. And part of it was actually recorded when we were on acid. Um, but uh-huh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. we just basically like recorded the whole thing. My guy ended up putting acid in my coffee. It's a long story anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh it's called um it's called city of gin okay so is, is that is that released yet is, 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 that, is that out now or not yet yeah it came out um in july oh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, basically we had just like finished we uh just went on a tour in july or in june sorry we went to germany we did like a project called social muscle club there mm-hmm. and then we ended up going to go play in romania and in uh, Turkey. Oh, wow. And what's funny is like the album wasn't officially out yet, right? Mm-hmm. So we came back and then had the release as soon as we got back. It was a little bit weird in like terms of timing. Um, we recorded the album like in 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And then, and then like it so, was like cursed, I'm pretty sure. Like there was like it took forever to come out. Like the engineer didn't want to finish it. Yeah. So, um, but, but City of Gin wasn't like 
and I it was not really a thing until like maybe 2014. I think we played our first show. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. now there's a project right that you guys are putting together with uh, with DJ High C in Hawaii and um, um, uh, Navid. Yeah, Navid. Yeah. yeah. What what are, you, what are you guys uh, what are you guys looking at? What are you guys planning on doing together? So the thing with uh, with DJ High C, I'm thinking. We're probably gonna like send him some of our stuff to like remix, but also uh, we have some like material release mm-hmm. that's more electronic based. Uh, that's kind of like live looping. I just use a looping pedal and play a bunch of instruments into it. Um, I think Mike is Mike is a little bit more of like the the mind when it comes to like sampling stuff mm-hmm. than me. Oh, okay. So okay. I think he probably has a better has a better vision of like what what is like. Just going back to the. To the project, Are you, so you're excited about this project, right? I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to it too. Um, yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely like for me, it's like outside of my wheelhouse. I think um, Micah is a little bit more. He like he likes playing with electronics. Mm-hmm. We both are playing them at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, we we basically like uh, we we're playing the drums. So Micah plays. Uh, a guitar that's modified so that it has like quarter tones. Mm-hmm. It has more frets than a regular guitar. Um, and he plays like he plays uh, his he plays the he plays uh, like the kick with his uh, feet kick and snare with mm-hmm. his feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also play like hi-hats and stuff. So essentially like we're singing, playing percussion with our feet and playing instruments with our hands at the same time. Wow, that's um, nice. So it's kind of like you're very much like putting your whole body into it, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's that's nice. That's so great. I can't wait to hear part it. Or the reason we don't really drink when we play because otherwise it will come oh, out. Oh yeah, as a you, you won't you won't be coordinated. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was reading somewhere that I think it was Micah or you that like Nitzer Ebb. You like some industrial music? Who was that? Was that Micah or you? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I like it. I like industrial. I've always liked it. I mean, like in Chicago, like yeah. at one point that stuff was like everywhere. Um, but Micah definitely is like the one that is like way more into industrial. Like that's his like frame of reference for like how he came into kind of making music. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. for me, for me, it was like, you know, punk, like I came into it through punk. So for me, it's like, I'd rather do stuff like really raw mm-hmm. and kind of just like, everything is exposed like your entire process everything is exposed so it's interesting to like combine the two because you know like industrial stuff is really based in kind of like to me anyway it seems you know it's like sampled and it's like you're very curating like samples and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um even though it uses harsh textures so in some ways it's speaking the same language but like for 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 me, it was like it's like the opposite. I just want everything to be live. So it's City of Gin. That's uh, DJ DJINN, and then you have your yeah, email. On, yeah, it's uh, City of Gin Music at gmail.com, all yeah. one word. And then you're also on SoundCloud, you right? Spell it. Yeah. Yeah, City. And we have a SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is like also practice scraps from our practice on our SoundCloud, so you can hear a lot of really raw stuff on there as well. Okay. And um. And we also have uh, some stuff up on Bandcamp. You can hear our album on there. We're also on Spotify and all streaming platforms. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. I have one thing to say about the project. I know it's probably a little bit out of order. You know, I don't know if we'll cut this in or whatever. But um, 
I was thinking like, um, you know, cause like this project is really like, to me, part of like the vision of our project is to like remake tradition in like a new way because it's like, otherwise it becomes like stale and it becomes like solidified and rigid in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. So like this is part of it is like trying to push the boundaries so that you have to like find new pathways mm-hmm. of doing stuff and using like the textures and let's say like this traditional style of music and also like the punk stuff and you mix everything together and you come up with something new, right? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is like this like house stuff, it's cool. Like we're going to end up creating something new that like maybe nobody made something similar to that. Before. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. We'll maybe, see. yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, thank you so much. Was that? Yeah, thank. I said it's like it's like syncretism, you know, like Mm -hmm. in religion, you like combine ideas and stuff. Yeah, totally. Make a new religion, kind of. That's kind of what this is. It's like multiple layers. So I'm sure it's gonna be. I'm I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to hear it too. But you know, thank you for the interview. Um, I appreciate the interview and uh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much to you. Hopefully, we'll actually make it out to. Hawaii someday. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully too. Virus in the post-virus world. <laughs> you know, I, what I wanted to ask you, you know, is, is if the music has any um, Middle Eastern influence, right? It does, right? A little bit of the Middle Eastern style. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I really, really yeah, like. So basically, yeah, thanks. I mean, I think that it's hard. A lot of people, when they like try to put that in their music, it ends up being based off of stereotypes and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's mostly because they're like it's kind of like a bit of a lazy thing where it's like they didn't want to like take the time to actually study how it's working, you know, like mm-hmm. how it works, the, mm-hmm. the structure. So like for me, like uh, I think with like this project versus our old band, which was called the Thora, the hardcore band, it was like we were taking like stuff that was essentially straightforward punk and hardcore and stuff and then kind of like putting a little bit of that music into it. Mm-hmm. But this is the opposite. Like we're starting from a place where we're building the structure around like ideas and concepts that are based in like the Middle Eastern modes and then kind of like putting punk textures on top of it. Yeah. It's like inverted. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's beautiful. I, lo- I love that Middle Eastern style. But um, yeah, okay. This, this is the, it's the new world we're living in. Everything's got to be together. Yeah. You know, it's like folk uh-huh. music, right? Like in the past people had had like folk music that told their stories, but like we don't really have that now. Like everything, it becomes like ossified, you know, like the, in the like those styles get stuck in like super regional mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, in the past it was like cause of isolation, but now everybody's like, everything's mixed together. So like we have to make music that reflects that too. Yeah. That's no, great. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You just heard the interview with City of Gin. Um, the Chicago duo Marwan Kamel and Micah Bizald. So now I'm going to be talking with Navid Najafi, also known as uh, Ill Nomadic. Uh, he is a, a, a hip-hop artist, spoken word poet, and he'll be talking to me about his, his contribution to this project. You're listening to DJ Nocturna, and I'm speaking with uh, one of the artists who's part of the of the City of Jin project. I'm speaking with Navid, who's also better known as Inomatic. That's his, uh, his stage name. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. 
Right on. Thank you so much. Aloha. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Excited um, to speak with you. I know. Me too. Me too. Um, you know, I, like I was telling you, I learned so much from people I interview, which I like that. I, li- I love it, you know. Uh, and you got a quite interesting history of your, of your life. Just the whole thing. It's just like, I was just reading, wow, a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. So you, you are an artist. You're a musician. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you're one of the founding members of, our, of the rap collective called Super Groupers. Yeah. Uh, that, that's your band. And uh, you're also a two-time Nahoku Hanohano uh, Award winner for Hip Hop Art Album of the Year. That's in 2012. The album mm-hmm. is called um, Inomatic, just like your name. And then yeah, in, that was in, my first solo album. Yeah. And then in 2013, you have uh, Live from Soul Sound. Um, that, that was yeah, that was a uh, collective of, of uh, uh, live musicians and then myself rapping along with the Broke Mokes and Punahele. The Broke Mokes are from uh, Kaneohe and Punahele mm-hmm. is from Makaha. Wow. And so we recorded an album one night, basically just a live recording and oh, then right. submitted that yeah, for the hip hop album of the year. So uh, do, you, do you do the MC? Are you the MC and the singer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm an MC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know you're an MC. You're also, I mean, you do many, many things here. But one of the things I really found interesting is that you, you were born in Tehran, Iran, mm-hmm. and then you left Iran when you were eight, and you fled, yeah. and you fled with your family to New York at the height of, uh, of the Iran-Iraq war. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You were only eight years old, but do you remember anything about it? Yeah, I do. I remember a lot, actually. Um, I have really uh, early memories, like, when I was two, three years old, I remember um, pretty much growing up in Iran. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of the things that happened over there, I mean, there was pretty traumatic because it was the height of the war with Iran and Iraq. And uh, I lived in Tehran. And a few years before we left, uh, it was mostly started as a border war. But then it started, um, each country started bombing the other country's capital city. I think Iran might have bombed Baghdad mm-hmm. first and then Iraq started bombing Tehran and we lived in Tehran. And mm-hmm. I remember almost on a nightly basis, the, uh, uh, all of the electricity in the city would be cut wow. and people would be, you know, the bomb rates would go off and I would see the anti-aircraft missiles would start firing and they kind of look like fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have very clear, distinct memories of those almost every night for like a year, year and a half. Oh yeah, it must be scary, we, right? Uh, must have yeah, I mean, it was. It was kind of traumatic in some ways, right? A little bit. Definitely. I mean, there was, yeah, there was a lot of that. But the thing about what I was fortunate just to have fa- family, you know. Yeah. Like, I had a pretty big family. And, um, you know, I always say this, like, kids can put up with a lot. You could deal with a lot of external mm-hmm. uh, situations as long as you have a family, you have uh, people that care about you and, you know, you feel protected. So I was always around my family. And whenever there was particularly heavy nights of bombing, you know, like there was, I remember one incident where they announced that they were going to basically level the city. And so everybody who could try to try to get out of the city. And I had an uncle mm-hmm. who uh, had a big flatbed, like a huge dump truck. So he actually put down like a bunch of rugs and cushions and stuff in the back of this dump truck mm-hmm. and went around and picked up all of our family, like extended wow. family. There was maybe like 40 or 50 of us oh, in other cars and stuff in a caravan. And we all just you know, left Tehran and went up into the mountains Mm -hmm. and the outskirts and camped for a few days. And to me, you know, being around all my cousins, that was like super fun. Yeah. You know, know, I I remember, um, you know, my, my, um, 
my 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 parents also went through that you know, during the war, the other the other type of war where they have to run mm-hmm. up to the mountains. I know that that's what people do; they just run and yeah. run. It's just like, do you still have family in Tehran, uh, Iran? I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. So so you moved to New York, and then after that, you've been going to different places. Then finally, you came to Hawaii, and then um, yeah, you you know you consider yourself uh, a deep ally of the Native Hawaiians, and I noticed that you do a lot of things. How did you find? Um, I guess what what caught what what got your interest in Hawaii in the Hawaii you know just being in Hawaii and doing all these all these things you know. Well, I mean, just being an immigrant and and uh, and being displaced our whole lives. Mm-hmm. My uh, my dad and my mom, but they were both very um, particular about us knowing about the places that we live, and and really like acknowledging the fact that we are guests here and we we were mm-hmm. we are taken in so. When we moved to New York, um, I remember my dad would teach me about the, the indigenous, um, you know, Native Americans in that area, the Iroquois mm-hmm. Confederacy. And, and we would mm. go and, you know, he took me to a few of the, the reservations up there. And he was always interested in that, in like the real history of, of the place. And, you know, it's funny yeah. because he would always growing up, he was just a big fan of history in general. And a lot of my bedtime stories were you know, stories about uh, uh, different dictators around the world and political struggles and things mm-hmm. like that. So, so is, is, your, was, is, your, is, your pa- is your family still in New York or are they here with you in Hawaii? Um, no, we actually, so my mom lives on the big island. My dad passed oh. away about 15 years ago. Oh, okay, okay. And my sister is the reason why we ended up in Hawaii. Oh. She actually moved um, to the big island, to Kona, um, over 20 years ago. Mm. And I went to visit her. That was the first time coming to Hawaii. And I went straight to the Big Island. I landed there at night. Had no idea where I was. I grew up in cities mostly, <laughs> yeah, must be you know. Really dark, but I, right? some of my, yeah, yeah, like landing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and especially in Kona and the airport, it's all lava fields. And, yeah, yeah. Mm. But some of my fondest memories of Iran was, mm. you know, those situations where we had to leave Tehran, and and what we would do is go up to the north. Um, right above Tehran, there's a mountain range, and mm-hmm. a, we, you go over the mountain range. On the other side, is the Caspian Sea, mm-hmm. and there's you know kind of like little resort towns on the Caspian Sea, and we would go up there. and And because Iran is is uh, run by a fundamentalist Islamic dictatorship since 1979, 1980, um, you know the hijab, where women have to um, cover right. their hair. Right. 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 And, and Sharia law, basically, like men and women who are yeah. not related can't be out in public together. And it was very restrictive, especially in the 80s when the regime first oh, came yeah, into yeah. power. It was really bad. But, you know, so being in Tehran was very restrictive. But then when we went up to the Caspian Sea, it was a little bit more open, a little bit freer. And, um, you know, we would have we couldn't go. The public beaches were all segregated. You know, men mm-hmm. and women couldn't be on the beach together. But we would drive four wheel drive and go out you know, like out in the boonies mm-hmm. and find a little stretch of beach where all of our family could actually, you know, enjoy it together. Okay. And so those are some of the fondest memories I had. And when I came to Hawaii, it really reminded me of yeah. being by the well, Caspian Hawaii, Sea. Hawaii has that. Oh, Hawaii can do yeah. that to you. So when, yeah. you, when you came to Hawaii, you founded a, um, a hip-hop education workshop program called uh, Sound Shop with high school students at the Honolulu Museum of Arts. And you still do that, right? You still do that now. Is that, yeah, is that still this current? is actually, um, yeah, it's still current. We were in our seventh school year oh. um, doing that. But, you know, that goes, so kind of to answer your, your question of why I got interested in, in Native Hawaiian struggles and, 
you know, coming to Hawaii, I didn't really know the, the true story of what happened here. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, they don't really teach you that in American schools. But once I learned it, I was fortunate enough to make some really good um, friends, Hawaiian friends, who, who taught me the truth and showed me, you know, what was going on and, and took me to the sacred places. And I mm-hmm. really felt, uh, yeah, you know, I really, mm-hmm. really felt a deep sense of, of um, responsibility being here. And being able to speak the truth and being an artist and, you know, growing mm-hmm. up in politics, growing up in Iran, yeah. you're aware of politics at a super young age, you know, and the mm-hmm. distrust of government and all of that. So yeah. that's always been a part of my music. And so coming to Hawaii, I wanted to represent, you know, the truth. And that kind of led into the education aspect of it, yeah. where um, it started with me just going into uh, my friend's classrooms, like elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, with uh, my friend Leah, she invited me maybe about 10, 15 years ago to um, her fourth grade class because they were studying poetry. And, you know, the style of rap and, and the way that I um, write, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of poetic. And um, the way that I rap is easy for people to understand, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of wordy, but I, the way that I enunciate, people can pick it up. So she was like, you know what, why don't you come in and rap for them? Because they're having a hard time with poetry. They're just not that interested. And I want to relate it to, to hip hop, something that they're so, interested uh, in. So do, do you rap in, in English? Is it in English? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I rap mostly in English. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, so this project with the city of Jin, you're going to be doing a little bit of rapping as well for one of the um, for one of the mixes. Is that right? Or yeah. So I'm yeah. going to be yeah. So I'm going to be um, lending some vocals and. Okay. Um, so yeah, English is my second language, but I never really rapped in Farsi until recently. I just put out an oh, album okay. in 2019 um, called Second Language. And um, it's kind of my story of, of immigration from Iran and finding my way to Hawaii. And so in that on that album, I actually rap in Farsi for the first time. Um, and for this project with the city of Jin, yeah. I'm hoping to incorporate both. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm definitely well, I'm looking forward put to put in that. some Farsi in there. Yeah, yeah, I would love to hear that in Farsi. That because mm-hmm. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, and those guys are so eclectic and unique and represent so much different cultures and styles. I'm really excited to. Uh, you know, lend my, uh, my, my different flavor to it. We'll see how it comes out. So if somebody wanted to, uh, to find you or to, you know, to look for you, how do they find you? Website? Um, just look up. Yeah. Just look up ill nomadic. Um, that's the easiest way. And I have my album second language, um, on all the platforms. So Mm -hmm. Spotify, everything. And it's I L L N O M A D I C. And yeah. uh, that's a nickname that actually my friends in, in high school gave me, Nomad, Nomadic. Yeah, that, I like that. Kind of like, like my that. life. And then I added the ill to it uh, to make it hip-hop in inspiration of uh, Nas's classic Illmatic album. Okay. So I threw a little ill on it. So, yeah, they could find me at Ill Nomadic on Instagram, Facebook, um, yeah, everywhere. And the album's called Second Language. Um, okay. Yeah. Wow, you know, thank you. I mean, I, you know, I know there's so much more. I mean, I wish I could talk to you more about uh, about. We your... could talk for hours, and I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours, actually. Oh uh-huh. no, I've thank been you. listening thank to you, you for thank years. You. you know, I've been in Honolulu for almost 20 years now. So. No, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I'm really grateful. You know, thank you for doing this interview with me, and uh, we're looking forward to the to the music that you're going to be doing yes, with, me uh, too. With, with the city of Jin. Yeah, and, me too. Look out for that. It's going to be uh, it's going to be something really special. All right. Ill nomadic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Nocturna. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, that was uh, Ill nomadic, also known as Navid Najafi.
um, spoken word artist and poet. So um, this is the last interview. Uh, the last interview here is with uh, DJ High C, producer and DJ. He will be talking about his, um, uh, what he'll be doing for the project. You're listening to DJ Nocturna, and I, I'm talking with uh, High C, also known as D, uh, Higher Concept. Thank you. Thank you for doing this interview with me. You're, you're, you're going to be a, um, a part of a, of a project, which is called the City of Gen yeah. Project, uh, put yeah. together by, by Mickey Weems. And I just wanted to talk to you a little, little bit about this project. How, how did you get involved in the, in the project? Um, well, Nikki had come to me um, mm. uh, knowing that I have some uh, knowledge of like the Middle East and the music. And, um, oh, cool. And I also play like inspired music like, oh. so, sometimes from those areas. Oh, um, and I've been, I was, I've been there in the military, and um, uh, I, I kind of, and uh, the culture is pretty cool. And and I found, I heard about an instrument that he's going to be using that I don't know too many people that have. I don't, I don't know anyone that plays it, so I can't. Is that I the? Is, is that the buzog? Buzog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that? Oh, okay. I, I, I think it's a, the thing. It makes like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I just know. I just know it makes a really unique sound that's like oh. hard to Wow. So, so yeah. you, you're you're also a DJ and you play house music and you're also a producer, right? So, yeah. so in this in this project, you're going to be helping out with uh, with Marwan Carmel and uh, Micah Bizol in the in the music production. So, so tell us about yeah. that. Tell us about what you guys are going to be working on. What do you, what kind of music you guys are going to be making together? Um, more. Uh, like, uh, like middle, like um, almost like Middle Eastern inspired. Wow, that's um, cool. From what Mickey has said, it's really good. Yeah. So, so, and, you, so you you were saying earlier that you, that uh, you're familiar with the with the Middle Eastern music. Yeah. No. Okay. So, ha, did you say that you you lived there in somewhere in the Middle East? Or no. you? Or you uh, which? I mean, I spent, I spent a couple of years there in the military, but um, it was yeah, like, which part? I. I um, it was like Iraq towards Syria. It was way, it was way out there. Oh, okay. Um, and and like wow. way Kazakhs. Yeah, that's that's cool. All right. Yeah, because you know the, the according to you know I was just reading the press release here. Uh, they the their music is kind of like psychedelic drone rock. Do you know what that is? Psychedelic. Yeah. yeah. That that's interesting. Experimental yeah. music. Traditional Arabic. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I grew up listening to like psychedelic music and um, especially rock music. And uh, I think it'd be, I think it's going to be really fun to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't done anything like really outside of, like, I used to do trip hop when I first started doing music when mm -hmm. I was like in 2004, 2003. Yeah. I was doing trip experimental trip-hop with my friend in his basement right with with like a guitar and a synth and a microphone so um how long have you been in hawaii i know you've been here for a while and you're you're a producer you, you play house music at at the after asylum, yeah, asylum. um yeah and then you also um, um how long have you been here and how long have you been um, producing since i've been here since 2000 march 2006 
Mm-hmm. And I've been producing since, well, serious, taking it seriously more since like 2009, eight or nine, but I That's just, cool. I started writing music in 2004, I believe. So, so the music you write? Is I, I, played, a- I, played in, I played in a band and stuff before that, but I was just like, Oh, cool. Person. I played like a bass guitar. Yeah. So, um, and, and what, what kind of, um, what kind of music do you produce? Like mostly house music or? Yeah, I like, um, techno, melodic techno, like really kind of abstract, um, but intelligent music. Yeah. Um, but really moody. (laughs) Yeah. So if somebody wanted to find you, like, um, where where do you DJ right now, and where where uh, somebody wanted to um, check you out? Right website? now, mm-hmm. sense of what's going on, um, nowhere. But usually it would be Asylum, um, okay. or um, sometimes I play other shows like Republic or or uh, Hawaiian Brian's. Or, mm-hmm. But right now we're streaming online every weekend um, on Twitch TV slash Asylum After Hours Live. Okay. Um, and uh, I have music on SoundCloud under Higher Concept. Um, higher Concept, yeah. And that's Higher Concept. And, mix, and Mixed Cloud. Mm-hmm. And uh, you find the original music on Beatport and Juno and track, like iTunes and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that. Um, That's cool. Right now, I'm just been really writing, writing um, music. I just did a movie store, and that was fun. And oh wow! Hopefully, opens opens up more doors because it's a totally different thing I've never done before. Oh yeah, well, what's what's the movie? I I don't know. It's called it. Higher. <laughs> it's called what? Yeah, it's not. It's, it's called Higher. Higher. It's be called Higher. Higher. Yeah. H I R. Yeah. H I R E. Oh higher! Oh higher! Okay, okay. Yeah, it's not about me, but I got it's fun. Oh, it's gonna be really good. You can check that out on Instagram. There's a a preview clip under FBR Films. Okay. FBR Films. All right. Well, you know, I, um, I'm looking forward to the, you know, to to the to the music you guys were making, uh, you know, the magic of that, and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Me too. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> so, you know, again, I'm speaking to house music and producer High C, also known as Higher Concept, and uh, uh, thank you for chatting with me, and uh, we look forward to the to the music. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the interviews and the City of Gin Project. This is uh, DJ Nocturna. The City of Gin Project is sponsored by the, by the Seeds Ideas Grant Program at UH Manoa, the Department of English at UH Manoa, K2H FM Honolulu, Asylum After Hours, and Asylum Academy of Music and Arts. We'll be playing more of the music that's gonna be produced from this project. I'm looking forward to it, so stay tuned for that. It's coming up in the, perhaps in the next week or so. This is DJ Nocturna. Thank you all for listening.
stories flee as refugees speaking in foreign tongues and inked in crushed pomegranate. Seeds scatter and leave bloody trails. The memory of its sweet taste lingers. 